What's up, again, folk? It's RJ Young, host of the number one ranked show. And uh, this week on our USFL Spotlight episode, I spoke with New Jersey Generals quarterback Luis Perez, who told me about his journey from walking on in junior college to becoming the best quarterback and player in all of Division II and why he wants to be a part of the USFL. We also get into my week eight power rankings as, yeah, the Birmingham Stallions, they're undefeated. But at number two, we could surprise you. Subscribe to the number one ranked show wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to Speak for Yourself. I'm Marcellus Wiley. He's Emmanuel Acho. Let's get it started in the Bay Area code. 295? Ah, you like that inside joke right there. My boy over here benching, y'all. And Steph Curry is fresh off winning the Western Conference Finals. MVP award is now seeking his fourth, one, two, three, fourth NBA championship. Steph is a two-time regular season MVP. I said regular. But being named NBA Finals MVP is still not on his resume. So, Acho, does Steph Curry need to win a Finals MVP to validate his legacy? No. He don't need a Finals MVP to validate his legacy. But Steph Curry absolutely needs a finals MVP to improve his legacy. Okay. Legacy is how people think about you when you are gone. Yeah. When you are no longer playing in the NBA, how are people going to think about you? Mm. So as long as Steph Curry's playing basketball, his legacy is consistently moving. We're not talking about him validating his legacy by a finals MVP, but can he improve his legacy with Mm. the finals MVP? Yes. Mm. And does he absolutely need to improve his legacy with that finals MVP? Yes. Think about the top 10 players in basketball, top 15 players in basketball. Mm. So all of those players ahead of Steph Curry, particularly the modern-day players after the finals MVP was instilled in the NBA in 1969, all of those players have finals MVPs. There truly is only one player that some have ahead of Steph Curry, the man Dr. J. Mm. That's the only one. Ahead of Steph Curry that doesn't have a finals MVP. For those that were wondering, Moses Malone, former NBA MVP, also has the finals MVP when Dr. J won it. So, Steph needs himself a finals MVP in order to improve his legacy. What's his legacy right now? His legacy is one of the greatest shooters of all time. Finals MVP don't do nothing for that. Mm. His legacy is one of the greatest point guards of all time. A finals MVP ain't going to do nothing for that. Mm. His legacy is a incredible regular season winner. A finals MVP ain't going to do nothing for that. But when you want to talk about his legacy as one of the greatest players of all time, he absolutely needs one because MJ, LeBron, Bird, Mm. Magic, Mm. Hakeem, they all got one. And Steph needs to get himself one too. But on my second lap, I'm going to tell you exactly why uh, he needs it. Okay. Um, I'm trying to merge what I went through and experienced with you yesterday in terms of Steph Curry and legacy. Well, what I just heard today, which seems like a little bit of a revelation, but we agree here. Steph Curry is a made man, so he doesn't need to win a finals MVP to validate his legacy. The real conversation is if he wins a final MVP, Does it make his legacy greater? Of course. Yes, sir. No, it does not. Why? Because Steph Curry is a guy who found himself as a fixture of where he is regarded universally in NBA lore. Let's talk about that. Is Steph Curry top 10? No. No. 
No. You can't make him top 10. We did this yesterday, and you said the indisputable right now, six. he's not. He's not. He's not. Right, right. right. And then if he wins a finals MVP, that's not the bump that he's looking for to get him in there. I'll tell you why. He got this far. He became Steph Curry, top 20 player, top 15 player, without a finals MVP. Mm-hmm. But as you know, with atmospheric pressure and rare air, once you get higher – to go a shorter distance, it takes a longer time because you're in rare air. I'll give you a, a Mount Kilimanjaro. Let's go home. And we're going to hike Mount Kilimanjaro. You ever see somebody hike it? Day one, it looked like Runyon. Everybody, they moving, ain't they? Then all of a sudden, they fast forward. It's day 46. That sucker ain't moved. <laughs> Close. That's where Steph Curry is. Legacy, top 15. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Championship, championship. Uh, regular season MVP. All this. Then all of a sudden, damn. Is that Jerry West? Hey, is that Dr. J? Hey. Is that Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Kareem, Magic? There's nowhere for him to go. So my greatest point before we start getting into the minutia is just because of where he is in the rare air. And Steph Curry got here without needing the fuel or octane of a finals MVP. Now getting that finals MVP is not going to check a box that's necessary to make the rest of this climb. Don't get it twisted, Sal. There's a reason people talk about the straw. That broke the camel's back. Yes. Because sometimes it's just one little piece of that straw. Itty bitty, that All itty it's bitty. gonna take is that finals MVP to break Steph Curry into the top 10. We mm. talk about a straw that broke a camel's mm. back. Let's talk about the one accolade that will get Steph Curry into the top 10. But here's what I think people are missing. Okay. When you talk about legacy cell, you talk about how can people attack you, right? That's what it comes down to. There you go. How can people attack you? The reason Michael Jordan has one of, if not the greatest legacies of all time, is because people can't really attack Michael Jordan. Six championships, no game sevens. You can't attack him. But Steph Curry, you can still attack his legacy because with Steph Curry, all of a sudden, it's like, ah, but you ain't got a finals MVP, and he hasn't atoned for it yet. See, Jordan atoned for the way you could attack him. Early on in Jordan's career, well, Jordan couldn't beat the bad boy Pistons. Mm. Then he did that. Early on in Jordan's career, well, Jordan could have won a ship. Then he did that. Kevin Durant, he hasn't atoned for his issues with his legacy. Mm. Well, Durant can't win without another MVP. Durant can't win without Steph Curry. LeBron James, he hasn't yet atoned for the marks on his legacy. LeBron James, he's lost more finals than he has won. When you talk about legacy, it's really about atonement. You ever read that book, The Art of War? Uh, I have it at home, and it's just for decor. <laughs> but no. Art of War, phenomenal book. Yes. I read The Art of War. The whole thing? I read, yeah, it has It's to. bigger than the Bible. No? At time. <laughs> I read The Art of War during training camp. Oh. During NFL training camp. Yeah, you had time. I was, trying to, <laughs> I was trying to fully immerse myself yes. in the mindset of combat. I like this. Let's go. And one of the principles of The Art of War, phenomenal book, yeah. one of the principles of The Art of War is learn how your opponent is going to attack you. Yes, yes. It's one of the principles of The Art of War. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when you think about legacy, How is an opponent of Steph Curry going to attack his legacy? Mm. The opponents of LeBron James, all they simply say is, well, LeBron James lost more than he won. The opponents of Kevin Durant, all they say is, Mm. Kevin Durant could not win without Steph Curry. The opponents of Michael Jordan, well, they try to say, well, Michael Jordan, well, Michael Jordan, well, Michael, 
ah, there aren't really any opponents of Michael Jordan and his legacy, not after you get into the 90s. So what are the opponents of Steph Curry going to say? They are going to say Steph Curry never won a finals MVP. Once he wins a finals MVP, Steph Curry no longer has the opponents on his legacy. You can talk, but you just sound stupid talk. Oh, man. I didn't read the Art of War, but I guess I bought one of their principles as we talk all the time. My first thought when I hear someone speak and in any negotiation, any transaction is what does the other side look like? What is the other side of the coin look like. I always try to attack things from a defensive mindset. So I understand what you're saying in terms of the art of war. Maybe I will open it up because obviously they plagiarized me, it sounds like. Here's the thing. Let's be real. There's an old saying, um, young man, that you should dance with the one who brung you. You ever heard that? You ever go to the club and dance with the one who brung you? It feels good, but sometimes it feels a little uneasy because you see some others you didn't bring that you like to sing to, right? You've been there before, I know. We've all been there, Temptation Island. Call it what you want. Golly, let me stay focused and dance with the one who brung you. All right. Now, Steph Curry, here's the art of war, merge with what I'm talking about. If Steph Curry goes out there and wins the finals MVP, the first thing we're going to say is not congratulations, we're going to say was that a different Steph Curry? Because remember, his legacy has been built on deferring. His legacy has been built on letting Andre Iguodala take the finals MVP. No sweat off my back. That's not what it's about. It's about the championship. Oh, I let Kevin Durant go out there and get those finals MVPs because it was my team. And I could have let us, but more importantly, I wanted us to just win it all, no matter how it costs me individually. But now... You, Steph Curry, if you go out there ham-boning for a finals MVP and then poke your chest out, immediately, every one of you think is congratulating you is going to say, ah, now you don't showed us this whole time you gave a damn. But now it matters something. So which legacy are we going to respect? Like that point. You know where I'm going. Like that point. Steph, are you going to be the ultimate deferrer who just cares about the greater good? Or now you're going to be like everybody else this whole time you've just been hiding or not good enough to get it and care about a finals MVP. Which Steph do you want? Because that's not going to help your legacy. I love this show. I love that point. That's a great point. Uh, why is Steph Curry in this predicament? Let's address that. Don't nobody want to address the Ooh. elephant in the room. Why is Steph Curry in this predicament? Let's go. So who won that first finals MVP? Iggy. Andre Iguodala. Why did he win it, sir? Uh, defense on LeBron. No doubt. Andre Iguodala won finals MVP 2015 because of the way he marvelously defended LeBron James. Yes, yes. Y'all realize in games five and game six, 2014-15 NBA Finals, LeBron averaged 36, 16, <laughs> and 10. <laughs> and they, what? 36, uh. 16, and 10 uh. in game five and game six. And Iguodala uh. won a Finals MVP uh. for that performance, God. for limiting LeBron James <laughs> to 72, 32, and 20. Over the last two games, that is what Andre Iguodala won a finals MVP for. So let all, let's all just sit back and remember why Steph Curry's in this predicament in the first place. You know about makeup calls. I know about makeup calls. They happen in football. Now, in football, they don't happen with the same frequency as basketball. But what we are going to see this year in my mind is a makeup call. 
Oh. We're all realizing oh. in 15, Cell, we didn't realize that Steph Curry was going to go down as one of the greatest players in the history of basketball. No. So to rob Steph Curry of a finals MVP wasn't that big a deal. Oh, good point. Like, think about this, y'all. Mm-hmm, I'm with you. Remember in 2015, mm-hmm. Iggy low-key had a greater name in some degree because of what Iggy had done with the Sixers dating back to five, six, seven, eight, all them years. Iggy had a greater name to mm-hmm. some degree than mm-hmm. Steph Curry. Steph Mm. Curry had been hot for two years. Mm. For two years, Steph Curry had been hot by 2015, Mm. give or take a half a season. Steph Curry had been hot for two years. So when we robbed Steph Curry in 2015, we did not realize just kind what kind of crime we committed. We thought it was a misdemeanor. It was a felony. <laughs> so there has to be some sort of atonement for mm. the robbery that took place in 2015. Iguodala shouldn't have won that finals MVP. I agree. 72, 32, and 20. Iggy, you won a finals MVP for holding LeBron James to that? Yeah. No. So mm. I do understand the trap you're setting up because it's a trap it is you're not setting down a mattress for steph yeah. what marcellus wiley is doing and i understand it is if steph wins this mvp is he gonna have to do more to win this mvp to now he's not selfless steph now he's selfish steph but we can't fall for that trap steph deserves to win a finals mvp he will win a finals mvp <clears throat> and when he does it will solidify him as a top 10 player of all time oh Tremendous. As we're layered, we're in this onion together, big dog. Uh, remember when Kobe Bryant won his first championship without Shaq? Remember when he won his second championship, therefore surpassing Shaq in total number of championships without Shaq? You see those flexes that came from Kobe Bryant? That was all we needed to see from Kobe in Revelation to know how much it meant to Kobe. I look at Steph Curry and his legacy right now, and if I see a lane switch and a flex, it's going to reveal to me what it's meant to Steph Curry all this time to not be the finals MVP. Let's start with the first one with Iggy. Iggy came in game four, game five, game six as a starter, changed the tides of that series. Remember, also Iggy had to guard LeBron, and those numbers show that LeBron still was balling, but that's all they had. Remember, no Kyrie, mm-hmm. no Kevin Love, so it was LeBron and Matthew Dellavedova. <laughs> so the reason they didn't give it to Steph Curry is a little more nuanced than just, hey, we robbed you or we don't think you're that great because it's a rotating trophy. They're always trying to look for the new guy that's great to give it to. And Steph Curry didn't necessarily step up with his hand in the air fully like Iggy did. I, I digress. Let's also talk about this with Steph Curry. Steph Curry's in a situation where it will almost be punching down for his legacy to value such an individual award. When Steph Curry's entire legacy has always been attached to someone. Ooh. I don't like this. Okay. I don't like this You don't at like all. this? Well, you really like about to hate all. me. Okay, come on back over here. Get in punching range so I could throw one at you. Steph Curry was a part of the Splash Brothers. Mm-hmm. They first jumped on the scene nationally for most people with the proclamation from Mark Jackson saying, I got the best shooting backcourt in NBA history. That's how everybody was like, who, what? The off-injured guy with the ankles? And then who? Clay, who's a two-way player? But come on. And then, whoo, it happened right before our very eyes. But it happened with both of those guys. But Steph Curry was the A to the B of Clay Thompson. Respect. But they were attached. Now, They go out there and win a championship and Steph Curry, the guy you're not even attached to doesn't take the finals MVP from you. A defensive player, former great individual player who's just bought into a culture, comes off the bench and steals it from you. Resume, guess what? Legacy, guess what? 
We want to be selfless. I'm Steph Curry selfless. Mm -hmm. Because you can't say selfish right now because none of this is done ultimately by you. Then we get to Kevin Durant. Stop playing. We already know what that is. As selfish as you want to be, Steph Curry and legacy and greatness, you ain't outdoing Kevin Durant in production. It just didn't happen. Now, we're in a position where finally Steph Curry is like, to get there, I got to be selfless. Clay is hobbled. Jordan Poole ain't been here before. Draymond just a notch off, if not the same, but that ain't enough. Wiggins, okay, thank you for the bonus. You're back to who you can be in potential. But I need all of us. But if now he pokes his chest out, be like, despite my recipe for success of being selfless, I'm going to be selfish in this moment. Oh, I'm going to look back, not forward, and congratulations. Here's where I think you are wrong. Okay. Before the show, off camera is where we have our best conversations. I'm telling y'all right now. We got our best conversations. Are you about the wet before snitch? Before the show off camera. No. About a dry snitch. Okay. Before the show... I get a little workout in, Sal. We talked about it. Mm-hmm. Your boy hit 225, 295 on this bench press five times. Now, I had a spot hey. for the last rep. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Okay. okay. But I hit 295 on this bench press four times. Lock out. Lock out. It looks like my chest is poked out right now, but it's not. <laughs> I've just been working out. So don't misconstrue me trying to poke my chest out for the fact that my chest is just out right now because your boy been in the gym. <laughs> Don't misconstrue Steph Curry winning this finals MVP for Steph Curry having his chest poked out. He ain't poking his chest out. That's just how he built. He built for greatness. He built for finals MVPs. And he built to ball in the finals. So don't now look at Steph and be like, oh, he's trying too hard. Acho ain't trying too hard. The shirt fit when I bought it. I just been working out, y'all. I'm like Steph Curry. That was an amazing pull because you brought it from reality. No lie. I, I was giving you props. I thought your elbows were going to fall off. 295 five times at the tender age of post-retirement. <laughs> Hell no. What are you doing? And it's the same thing with Steph Curry. Thanks for the example. Oh, <laughs> Steph Curry. If you go out there right now, oh, yeah, finals MVP. Check that box. Who doesn't want to check that box? Who doesn't want to lift 295 five times right now? I raise my hand. I do. However, the reason I don't and the reason why, Steph Curry, it won't matter for you is because what are you going to do with it? Acho, you just lifted all that. You feel good. Great. You about to go get some reps in? You got a team signing you? You, you next in line for the Raiders or the charge? No. Steph Curry, what you going to do with this? Finals MVP, put it where? Oh, on my resume. And do what to your resume? Oh, nothing. Just like Acho. Just feeling good about it. Looking good about it. But it can't make him better. It can't make him get closer to the top. There is a wall in front of him and you. His wall is there's other greats. I'm sorry, you just can't surpass him. For you... You ain't going to get an opportunity again. That has passed you by, just like you, Steph Curry. Coming up, Steph Curry and Jason Tatum are their team superheroes, but what about their sidekicks? Damn, Nacho, that was funny. We'll rank them later, but first, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, former teams are in the NBA Finals. We'll tell you what that says about them. That's next. Hit that 295. Oh, it feels good. What you going to do with it? Speak for yourself. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, we all know Warriors, Celtics meeting in the NBA Finals. Who cannot wait? Now, these two 
are these are two of the teams that former superstars Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving have to watch at home. The former Warrior and the former Celtic have not passed the second round as a duo in Brooklyn. Mm. So, Sel, Kevin Durant's former team, the Warriors, they in the finals. Kyrie Irving, former team, the Celtics, they in the finals. What mm. does it say <clears throat> about KD and Kyrie that both of their former teams are in the finals? It says nothing negative about either one of those guys. Wow, it's amazing how you can say this joke right here with such a straight face. This is laughable as an even question, let alone a conversation. But let's laugh at this. You know why? I know where we're going, and I'm already there. I'm waiting on you to show up because I know that someone out there at the barbershop, because it looks like you got crispy on me overnight, is sitting there saying, oh, the Celtics and the Warriors are in the championship without these supreme talents and players. Oh, that has to say something about them. Let me tell you, boo-boo the fool, that you are boo-boo the fool. These are one of, it's one of those jokes that you, you hear and you start laughing before you really listen to it. You ever do that? You just start giggling because of the, like that, right now, you just did it. Like, yeah. You know it's coming. You know it's coming. You, you, Heller calls it low-hanging fruit salad. Like, you, you just get caught up in like, <laughs> Wait a minute, that's stupid. This is stupid. All right, let me give you examples because y'all are like, what you talking about, Marcel? Shaquille O'Neal, good player, great player, all-time player, right? All top five, top ten player for sure. This happened to Shaq. Y'all going to sit here now and tell me, oh, Shaq, you should have felt a certain way when the Lakers found themselves winning championships while Shaquille O'Neal was still in the league. No, no, no. But let's bring it home, big dog. Because why are we going to stay in basketball? Oh, can we talk in basketball? But I want to personalize this for you. Tell me if Joe Montana was any good. <laughs> As Tom Brady. That was the only guy he had to surpass to become the GOAT, right? Joe Montana, while in the league, goes. Guess what happens? Oh, those San Francisco 49ers just run off three championships and Joe Montana retired, right? Let's look at Brett Favre. Brett Favre's playing in the league. I got to go. Well, Aaron Rodgers shows up three years later and he wins a championship. I'm giving you all-time greats. I'm giving you top five, top ten, maybe top dogs that this happens to on their watch. So now, why are we going to try to indict Kyrie and KD in this moment? To me, it's a joke that ain't really that funny. Mm. That was almost a good take. Almost. Uh, And if I didn't pay close enough attention, it would have been a great take. Mm. But it wasn't. Mm. Uh, Here's the difference. Okay. Aaron Rodgers replaced Brett Favre. So it's not as though Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre were playing simultaneously. Rodgers replaced him. Yeah. Steve Young replaced Joe Montana. So it wasn't like Montana and Young were playing simultaneously. Steve Young replaced him. Steph Curry and Kevin Durant were playing simultaneously. Mm. So it's a, what does it mean? Mm. Let's get to the question. What about the Shaq one? You ain't doing the Shaq one. I'll get to the Shaq one. Okay. But what does it say about KD and Kyrie that both of their former teams are present? It says different things about the different individuals. Ooh, let's go. For Kyrie, he's just as much a detriment to winning as he is an additive. I knew it. And we got to assess that. I knew it. Kyrie hurts the team just as much as he helps one. Let's start first and foremost in Brooklyn. Mm. Kyrie this year in the playoffs, he played every game. They got swept. Four row. Kyrie last year in the playoffs, he didn't play every game. And Kevin Durant got further without Kyrie than he did with Kyrie. Look at Kyrie in Brooklyn, y'all. Kyrie was not an additive to Brooklyn's success. With Kyrie, 15 and 19. 
without Kyrie, 30 and 23. And look in totality. It's negligible. Kyrie is just as much a detriment to winning as he is an additive. Disregard Brooklyn. We don't even have to talk about now. We can talk about the history of Kyrie. Look at Boston. Mm. Y'all think I'm kidding. When Kyrie was in Boston and playing, they lost in the semifinals. But the year before Kyrie, they went to the finals. The year after Kyrie, they went to the finals. And once again, two years later, they are in the finals. It is as clear as day. Kyrie hurts a team as much as he helps a team when it comes to winning. Hmm. Now, what does it say about Kevin Durant? Much different. Be nice. What it says about Kevin Durant is that his off-the-court decision-making is going to undermine his on-the-court success. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's really all it says. That's nice. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that Kevin Durant hurt. No, no, no. But Kevin Durant's off-the-court decision-making, unfortunately, is going to undermine his on-the-court accolades. I would suggest that Kevin Durant would have four to six championships if he stayed in Golden State. And healthy, yes. That's what I would suggest. I would anticipate four to six championships. Oh, yeah. Instead, I believe Kevin Durant will retire with two championships. Mm. So Kevin Durant's off-the-court decision-making, his decision to leave Golden State, is going to undermine his on-court legacy. Because I would suggest and submit four to six championships and three to four finals MVPs if he stays in Golden State. So it says different things about the different individuals. Okay. For KD, it says, hey, off-the-court, your decision-making, it's fairly atrocious. Hmm. For Kyrie, it says, hey, you actually hurt our chances of winning just as much as you help them, if in fact you do help them. Think about LeBron, big dog. When Kyrie left, LeBron still went to the finals. Mm. Like, y'all understand, LeBron did without Kyrie essentially what he did with Kyrie. Mm. Now, for those that say, yeah, but with Kyrie, LeBron won a chip, absolutely. And Draymond Green got suspended in game five. That was a part of it. Mm -hmm. But LeBron still went in 18 to a chip. Did he get swept? Sure. But he also lost to that same Warriors team the year before with Kyrie. So what was the difference by having Kyrie and not having Kyrie? A game? Yeah, tank talk to you. <laughs> like, that's, that's literally the difference in the Cleveland Cavaliers what? with Kyrie Irving and without Kyrie Irving was one game. Hmm. Either lose 4-0 in the finals or lose 4-1 in the finals. Hmm. So Kyrie Irving helped LeBron James <clears throat> one game in those last two years. Oh, that's it? Okay, okay, okay. I knew it, I knew it. Hey, I got a coin right here, heads and tails, but we're going to call it positive or negative. How is this coin going to land when we say, what does it say about Kyrie and KD? Is it something positive or something negative? Get off the fence, pick one. Is it positive or negative? For Kyrie, it's absolutely negative. And for KD? KD is negative off the court. Ooh, negative, I knew it. Okay, okay. I'm going to use something you just said. You said, well, if KD would have stayed in Golden State, he would have had four to six, four right? Four to six in my mind. Well, if Shaq would have stayed with the Lakers and Kobe, they would have had 11. We got a lot. Now, is this negative on Shaq or positive on Shaq that Shaq went somewhere else and still won a championship? And we never even have this conversation about Shaq in terms of negativity. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. We pick, we're using double standards. We look at Shaq and we don't have this conversation, but we're looking at KD right now and we're talking about it. Let me say something in defense of Kevin Durant. Please do. You ready? Yes, sir. Hey, Cupcake, you joined the champions. You soft, Cupcake. Okay, if that's true, Y'all can't talk out of both sides of y'all mouth. Because guess what? If he joined the team that already won a championship before him, then he goes there and wins some and leads the team to finals MVP twice. And then he leaves and they go back to the championship. What's the problem? You go into a championship culture. You go into a place that already won before you and they back there may win without you. What's the issue? Oh, the only way to be great in the NBA is to do it like Michael Jordan did it. When I'm there, we win it. When I'm gone, y'all can win. When I come back, we win it. When I'm gone, they ain't going to ever win again, the Chicago Bulls. 
that ain't the only way up this mountain. So that's messed up that we're going to use a double standard on KD that we don't use against Shaquille O'Neal. And certainly we use a crazier standard for Michael Jordan. Now let me defend Kyrie Irving because this is another guy I respect to the fullest. He goes to a situation, the Boston Celtics. I understand that they're tied with the Lakers for the most championships ever. And all of them happened before we were born, it felt like, right? Modern era, they have won one championship in 35 years. Acho, I know how old you are. You're 31. They've won one championship, <laughs> one. But Kyrie's supposed to show up, and here we go. Nah, they not only didn't go to a championship with Kyrie, when Kyrie left, they weren't even going to a championship with Brad Stevens. Then they said, Brad, come here, come upstairs, come here. Chill out on the lazy boy. Let's go get Ime Odoka, M- Mr. Nia, Nia Long. Oh, that's a good that coach of the year right here. All right. So we got a new coach, new culture. We have now remixed our formula and we're going to indict Kyrie. Come on, Acho. You're doing what they do in politics. Elastic language. You're talking out of both sides. Of Here's the, let me clarify it then because there's a little lack of clarity when I hear you talk. <laughs> the reason it's not a double standard, the reason we don't condemn Shaquille O'Neal, because Shaq won again without Kobe. Ah, great point. The reason we don't condemn Kobe, because Kobe won again without Shaq. Great point. If you split, but the two of y'all go on the ball individually, there is no condemnation, because you both won, or at least one of you won. You've been in situations, been in situations, you got an ex. Y'all break up. You start balling, or keep balling. Ain't nobody going to be mad at the breakup because you balling still mm. or you balling now. Mm. I'm not mad that Shaq and Kobe broke up in totality because Shaq won again. For Kevin Durant, he hasn't won again. Steph Curry is at least in the finals. For Kyrie Irving, he hasn't won again. LeBron James obviously went back to the finals without Kyrie the next year. And then LeBron won another well, title. Man. So LeBron's just on another level. Yeah, yeah. But the real issue at hand for KD and Kyrie, why it is such a mar on their mentality and a mar on their legacy is y'all dipped and y'all didn't win again. So now y'all mm. made dumb decisions <laughs> unless your objective is not to win. If your objective Uh-oh. is not to win, then, oh, do whatever you want. Do you? But if you play basketball to win chips and you left mm. and the person you left has won and you have not, then it was dumb. Mm. So that's why it is an indictment on KD and an indictment on Kyrie. Because very simply put, Cell, they got further away from their objectives or what most people will call goals. They got further away from their goals by their decisions. Oh, man, that was an amazing counterpunch. Now it's time for me to counter the counterpunch. Boston has the most championships tied with the Lakers, right? Kyrie leaves that situation, one, because we're not winning the championship, and two, let me go the path less traveled. Kevin Durant wins his championships in Golden State, feels like I'm not getting my full credit or this will never be mine. Mm -hmm. Goes the path less traveled. To me, that's something that we should actually admire about those guys in this respect. They could have just stayed in situations that look like gravy. Even though Kyrie didn't have any fruit from his labor in terms of championships, Kevin Durant did. They could have stayed still say it's coming. It's going to keep coming for Kevin Durant. But they didn't. And instead of us respecting that decision, we want to undermine that decision, say, so go win. But did we do that to Brett Favre? Brett Favre kept playing. Did Brett Favre go win another one? No. But we don't kill his legacy. Did we do it to Joe Montana? He kept playing. Did we kill his legacy? So why are we going to do this to Kevin Durant and do this to Kyrie? Don't don't do this to the viewers, Sal, because you are trying to manipulate the mind and the remembrance of the viewers. Brett Favre was over the hill. 
Oh. Joe Montana was over the hill. Oh, Brett Favre hill. left, okay. and I believe he went to a cross. I think he went to the Vikings and the yeah, Jets. He went to the Jets, yeah. Yep. But Brett Favre was pushing the mid-30s at the time. Before playing in your mid-30s was like the thing to do. Oh, Go ahead, on. sir. No, you, uh, I'm wrong. When did John Elway win his first championship? 37-38. Man, stop it. 37 is not too old to so, win. That your was first an outlier. That was not the norm. He ain't lying. The point being, I ain't lying the point being Kyrie did not leave LeBron James at 38 years old when he was over the hill. Mm. Kevin Durant did not leave Golden State when he was over the hill. If we can't sit right. here and admire these players for in the midst of their prime choosing to selfishly leave teams because they want to be a star instead of staying in a place that mean, would be better for their careers. They're already stars. They wanted to be the stars of their own team. No, no they wanted to do what Kobe Bryant said. No, they want to be the stars of their own team. Don't get it twisted. Well, Kyrie Irving was tired of getting sunned by LeBron James, and Kevin Durant wanted yeah. to be the man. Yeah, well, look, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant said it. I want to win, but I want to be the reason we win. What's wrong with that? We don't kill Kobe's legacy for that because I guess he won. But here's the thing. In the pursuit of trying to win that, people have done Twofold. it and people have not. You know and we don't kill the ones who did not. Let's have a real conversation. We already Co- have been. Kobe ain't leave. You feel me? Okay. Shaq left. Shaq left. Kobe did not leave. Kobe wasn't like, I want to be the reason I win, so I'm going back to Charlotte. But hold on. No, Kobe ain't leave. Hold on. Let's me. go back to that moment when there was like a moment they say, Dr. Buss, hey, Kobe or Shaq. And Kobe put full efforts, they say, into saying pick one. Because then it was like Kobe to the Clippers, Kobe to the Bulls, potentially, whatever may happen. They couldn't coexist at the point. Kobe stayed, Shaq left, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But there was ammunition to divide those two. Do we kill Kobe? No, but because he won, that's the only thing. But I've given you greats like Kobe that left and didn't win, and we don't kill them the as well. The only reason I am on Kyrie and I am on KD is because – they left better situations. Yeah, yeah. And for what? If KD and Kyrie were winning, I wouldn't say a word because now it makes sense. Oh, because oh. now it's like you left and you won. But keep in mind, keep this in mind. Oh, man. Brett Favre didn't just want to did. Mm-hmm. Brett Favre was trying mm-hmm. to retire every day he got into the league. What? Brett Favre been contemplating retirement for yep. 15 years. Yeah, yeah. And then finally the Packers were like, hey, big dog, yeah, yeah. you can't keep holding us hostage. We got Aaron Rodgers got on the Aaron bench for here. three years now. It's time for Rodgers to play. You got to so do that. So it's not like Brett Favre was like, you know what? I'm gone, Green Bay. No, 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 no. Brett Favre had been contemplating retirement, oh, et cetera. Mm. Kevin Durant wasn't flirting mm. with retirement. Mm. Kevin Durant was just like, I'm tired of being here. I want my own thing. Me and Draymond have been buttonheads. Me and this organization have been buttonheads. This team has stood behind Steph and stood behind Draymond. Ain't stand behind me. Remember all that beef between the GM, KD, Steve Kerr has to inter- be an inter- intermediary? It's a completely different narrative. But the only narrative is this. If you're going to leave for a better situation, it better be better. Leave. It better be better. But you don't know that. No guarantees in this world, man. Golly, I just see Jimmy Butler out there clanking on his last second shot, almost winning the series. And you know, every headline was like, oh my God, a miraculous play by Jimmy Butler almost single-handedly takes the heat to the NBA Finals. And then when Kevin Durant has the big toe on the line and then they fall short, oh man, Kevin Durant's made the wrong decision. It's that close, dog. Brett Favre went to the NFC Championship game tried didn't win another championship and we leave him protected we're protecting jimmy butler kd and kyrie did something to the american populace and i don't know what it is coming up the cowboys had offseason losses but dak prescott says dallas has not taken a step back really 
tell you if we agree. Next, don't speak for yourself. I get you. I hear you. Let's head to Dallas, y'all. But the Cowboys lost some big-name players on their roster this offseason. Dak Prescott came to his new teammates' defense saying he's excited to see them prove people wrong. Adding, quote, we definitely didn't take a step back. No moonwalking here, Acho. So are you worried the Cowboys took a step back? I am. I'm worried about the Cowboys because Cowboys aren't going to be as competitive this year as they were last year. Mm. Reason that plagues me, not necessarily as a Cowboys fan, but as a fan of sports. Football is better when the Cowboys are great. Think about the energy last year there was. Yeah. It was great. I wanted the Cowboys to go all the way to, all the, way to the Super Bowl because it would just make for great storylines. Mm. Unfortunately, it's going to be worse this year for, for the Cowboys than it was last year. That's here. They took a step back. And if they didn't take a step back, Everybody else took a step forward. Mm. 12.42, track and field time. Here we go. Favorite thing about track, and I spent probably 30 to 45 minutes discussing this concept yesterday, it's not about acceleration, Cell. Mm. It's not. You know this. Yeah, yeah. It's about deceleration. Yeah, yeah. Y'all got to understand, when you see Usain Bolt blaze a track, it's not that he was accelerating the fastest. It's that he was decelerating the slowest. Mm-hmm. So it's not truly about everybody how fast you're getting. It's just making sure that them cats around you ain't getting faster. Mm. Problem. Eagles, Giants, Commanders, all getting faster. <laughs> so it's not the big it's not as big an issue that the Cowboys didn't get that great this offseason. No, man. Mm. The problem was everybody else, Eagles, Giants, Commanders. All of them cats in comparison to the Cowboys. Mm. Boy, did they make progress in these last little bits. Mm. Think about the Cowboys offseason. You lost Amari Cooper. You lost Cedric Wilson. You lost Lyle Collins. To me, those are the big losses. Yeah. Some people might think Cedric Wilson not that big a loss. Boy, as a gadget player, as a third slash fourth receiver, Cedric Wilson puts a little bit of fear in the defensive mind. And Amari Cooper, he's a big fear in the defensive mind. Meanwhile, the Eagles added A.J. Brown. The Eagles added Hassan Reddick. The Eagles added Jordan Davis. The Eagles added Nicobe Dean. The Eagles added A.J. Brown. Say it again. The Giants, when you think about what they did, Kayvon Thibodeau in the first round. Mm. Evan, Evan Neal in the first round. Mm. Then Washington, when you think about what they did, Jahan Dotson, they all added threats offensively. Mm. Jahan Dotson, A.J. Brown, dudes. Cowboys lost dudes. So it's not really a matter of did the Cowboys take a step back. The real question you have to ask yourself is, how many leaps and bounds Mm. did everybody else in the division take? Because if the Cowboys took a step forward, it's irrelevant. If the Eagles took a leap forward, the Commanders took a leap forward, and the Giants took a leap forward. And I can assure you that all those three teams, they did. Okay, okay, okay. We're looking at it from different perspectives. We have different seats in the bleachers watching this track meet. That's okay, because sometimes if you're not at the finish line, you got to hit your boy, hey, who won? Who won? It's a photo finish, and you sitting there in midfield, that ain't going to help you. But I always get that good seat, big dog, because you know I'm a national record holder and national champion in track and field. Don't you ever lead off a take with track and field and think you're going to outpace me. Now, I'm going to get back to track after I get to this football. Cowboys don't have to worry about anything. Cowboys did not take a step back. You got to understand who the Cowboys are. They won 12 games last year. They were in the playoffs. Two teams from this division found themselves in the playoffs. Let's just be real about it. The Dallas Cowboys mollywopped this division last year. 
They won every game. And the point differential wasn't close. So everyone out of necessity has to take a step forward to compete. But even taking a step forward doesn't mean that you have caught up. It means that you're potentially closing the gap. Give it to you in track and field terms. When I used to be the national champion, when I used to be the national record holder, when I used to show up at a track meet, I used to hear kids weekend, because we race the same kids all throughout the season until you get into nationals and you get to internationals. But every other weekend, it's just L.A. cats, right? And then you hear one cat, oh, 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 I PR last week. That's good. Because your PR is something that I'm normally doing in practice. You're not good enough for me. Let me take it to you. You just did 295 five times. Acho, what's your bench press? What's the most you've ever bench pressed? 405, sir. Yeah. So when you were benching 405, how many times could you do 295? 12. A whole lot of, a whole lot of, right? There was a time that Acho could literally walk in the gym, look at what you're so impressed by now, and be like, man, that ain't nothing. That's the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, y'all drafting all these rookies? Oh, y'all took a step forward? That ain't nothing. We already won 12 games on y'all. We already went through this whole division unscathed. Most important position in football, quarterback. Who has the best quarterback in that division still? Dallas Cowboys. Let's go to the receiver position. They've upgraded. You keep talking about Mari Cooper lost. That was an upgrade. They got upgraded at the wide receiver position because of CeeDee Lamb. Oh, oh, really? CeeDee Lamb had more targets. CeeDee Lamb had more receptions, Uh more yards, more yards per reception. Okay, yards after catch. Let me stop. Um, You keep to my Lyle Collins. Never played 16 for him. Hurt. Drug. Drug issue and drug testing issue. I digress. Cedric Wilson, yeah, that's going to hurt a little bit. But James Washington can absorb some of that as well. I look at the Dallas Cowboys like... Staying the same may be the best thing for these guys. Some of those departures have been upgraded. And you looking at them like they took a step back? No. People took a step forward, but they have not caught up. The difference between the Cowboys and the Eagles was too negligible for us to ignore the advance the Eagles have made this season. Think about the Cowboys won 12 last year. Yeah. Eagles won nine last year. Yeah, that's a big we're difference. talking about three games. That's a whole lot of. Given the fact that you play each other twice, we're talking about a game and a half. You feel me? Like it's three <laughs> games that have been separate opponents. <laughs> doing but versus each other, okay. it's really a game and a half. Okay. We're going. But further than that. We're going. What we know it takes to win in the NFL now is two dudes at the wide receiver position. Does it? It does. Win. Cincinnati Where? Bengals uh, played in the Super Bowl yeah. versus the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. The Bengals had Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Mm. The Rams had Odell Beckham, Cooper Cup. They had O. The year before? They didn't have them all. Not the Dale. The Bucks. Mm. They played the Chiefs. The Bucks had Antonio Brown, Mike Evans. Oh. The Chiefs had Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. Oh. If you want to talk about the conference championship games mm. or the real good teams this past year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bills had Gabriel Davis, Stephon Diggs. Again, the Chiefs this year, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. Gabriel Davis it showed takes- up that day. <laughs> He had four touchdowns, 200 yards. It takes two dudes at wide receiver. I'm listening. The Eagles, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. The Commanders, Mm. Scary Terry, Jahan Dawson. Mm. But the Cowboys, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb. Oh, now just CeeDee Lamb. The difference was too negligible, Sal. It takes two. 
it. Rob Bates. I know Rob Bates. <laughs> so as I look at it, Negligible. where are the Cowboys too, big dog? Who you when me? I talk about everybody else taking steps forward, Commanders took a step forward. Eagles took a step forward. Commanders had one last year. <laughs> Scary Terry McLaurin. <laughs> the Eagles had one last year. Devontae Smith. The Eagles got there too. Commanders got there too. Cowboys had two last year. They lost. They won. It takes Two. Cowboys ain't got two no more. Everybody else is caught up. Get your little sorry, slow son away from me when I'm 11 years old tomorrow. I'm getting faster. Oh, I'm PR. I'm going to beat you. Not this year, homeboy, because I know who I am. I know who these Dallas Cowboys are. Love you, Acho, but come on. Negligible. So small or unimportant as to be not worth considering. Insignificant. Acho, you ever played in the NFL and won a game 51 to 26? You're taking off the shoulder pads in the third quarter. Say, hey, what's up to the cheerleaders? Hey, how y'all doing? I know we're not supposed to talk, but hey, I'm still at work too. Um, you ever won a game, Acho, 41 to 21? You take off your shoulder pads early fourth quarter. Hey, I know we ain't supposed to talk, but hey, camera's here and we ain't doing that. What's up, girl? Acho, that's how the Cowboys beat the Eagles last year. And you keep talking about this negligible difference it's innegligible it's so big they went six and oh in the division the score average was 40 to 18 commanders giants eagles average them out 40 to 18 dog that's not negligible if you win games 40 to 18 you smashing cats like I was in 1986. <laughs> National Championship Smashing Cats. Coming up, every superhero needs a trusty sidekick. All right, Acho, I'll be your sidekick. We're ranking Steph Curry and Jason Tatum sidekicks. Next on Speak for Yourself, 40 to 18. Let's stop. Cowboys tilting on these dudes. Jason Tatum is coming off being named Eastern Conference Finals MVP. On the other side, Steph Curry on the shot boy was named the Western Conference Finals MVP. Now they will go head-to-head in the NBA Finals. Both superstars are the face of their franchises, a.k.a. their team superhero. But every superhero needs a sidekick, so Acho, get us started with the team Steph. First question, who's a superhero, who's a sidekick? Or in this one? Uh-huh. I'll let you be the superhero. My dog. You already know. I ain't that's got no superpowers. My legs sore, too. That's why I rock with my dog. Okay, anyway, as it pertains to Steph Curry. You got kryptonite. Man, at number three, Cell, his biggest sidekick's got to be Draymond Green. Yeah. I think about Only it like this. this. Everybody keeps saying that the Celtics are more physical with the Warriors. They're going to punch him in the face, hit him with a couple bows. Draymond Green is going to be the actual physical imposer for the Warriors. Mm, so if mm. there's going to be a sidekick necessary for Steph Curry, mm. it's got to be Draymond Green, because Draymond Green is the one person that's actually going to impose dominance, physicality, aggression, and toughness. All that? For that Warrior All squad. Four, four he ain't going to put up no points, so he might put up a thousand. Leagues. Triple C. Now, <laughs> as it pertains to the second sidekick for the Warriors, physical health. Wow, you went there? Think about it, y'all. The right. only thing that's going to stop the Warriors from winning this championship is if somebody get hurt. Mm. Why have the Warriors... The Warriors have won 25 of their last 27 playoff series. Yeah. 25 yeah. of their last 27 playoff series. Okay. Why'd they lose the two? Mm. They lost to the Toronto Raptors in 2019 because Kevin Durant got hurt. Mm-hmm. Why did they lose earlier on? Not because anybody got hurt when they lost to the Cavaliers in 2016, but Draymond Green got ejected and suspended from a game. Mm -hmm. So the only thing that's going to stop the Warriors from winning this series is physical health. So Steph Curry's biggest sidekick has got to be the doctors, if we're being honest. Got to be the medical staff. Got to be physical health. Mm, But at number one, Mm. 
Truth be told, it's my dog Jordan Poole. Right, Jordan Poole is going right. to be Steph Curry's biggest sidekick. You're going to need him. By merely, if Jordan Poole can alleviate Steph Curry from having to score 32, mm. if Steph can only have to score 25 because Jordan Poole's giving you 19, like 20, it. 21 off the bench, then Steph Curry and the Warriors are good. What was Jimmy Butler's biggest issue? Tyler Hero getting hurt. Getting hurt. When Tyler Hero got hurt, all of a sudden Jimmy Butler got to go for 41. Mm. Jimmy Butler got to go for 35. Mm. Jimmy Butler not trying to do all that. No. But when Hero gets hurt and you ain't got Hero's 19 points a game, now all of a sudden Jimmy Butler got to go from averaging 28 a game mm. to 41. Mm. So when I think about Steph Curry, he needs Jordan Poole to be his biggest sidekick because if Jordan Poole is giving you 20, if Jordan Poole is giving you 22, Steph can give you 25 instead uh. of Steph having to give you 35. These are the biggest sidekicks. If these three things happen, if two of those things show up and the other one, physical health, stays dominant, yeah. it's 4-1. Oh, 4-1. 4-1. Oh, it's a little confident, confident, cocky, arrogant over there. No, hey, Tyler Hero's my brother from another. Don't you blame that 6.8.13 point game on him because Jimmy Butler got tie boss. All right, that's a nice list, Hacho. But let's get to Team Tatum's and his sidekicks. Let's go with number three. Duh, Jalen Brown, the most trusted sidekick left in terms of performance on the court in the NBA Finals. Even more so than the Jordan Poole, more so than the Klay Thompson over there. Jalen Brown averaging 24 points a game, shooting 40 from three. There are times where he's like, I'll be the superhero, let alone the sidekick, but the most trusted sidekick at number three. Number two, got a little curveball for you, man. Got to throw this one at you. Mr. Nia Long, M.A. Udoka. This team went from 36 wins to 51 wins. This team went from having playmakers to guys who could go out there and be defensive-minded and also still make plays. You saw the influence he's had on this team. Brad Stevens, no shot to you, big dog. But they weren't going this far with Brad Stevens. They weren't in this position with Brad Stevens. Now you got the number one defense, and they have not lost back-to-back games this entire postseason. That's coaching. That's character. Now let's go to the number one. Number one, Marcus Smart. You want to play physical? You want to go hard? Defensive player of the year this year. I don't want to hear about your resume. I don't want to go to your trophy case. I'm talking about this year. Talking about mucking it up. That's what Marcus must mean in the streets. Muck it up. Marcus Smart heart and soul of this team in terms of effort, intensity, and taking this game to the trenches, where the Celtics can prevail if they muck it up. Who you think the most important player? All of our list, we got five okay. play, We got four players, a coach, we yeah. got a physical health. Yeah. Who do you think the most important character, not named Steph Curry or Jason Tatum, is in this series? You know what's interesting? I like how you have physical health there, because that kind of absorbs Klay Thompson as well, because Klay is not Klay just yet in terms of physical health. For me, it's really Coach Iduka, right here. You know why I got to say him? He's going to be the one when the, the Steph Curry Warriors come out with the uniforms. Steph Curry comes out and you see the colors. You see the greatness. You see all the championships. You see them get a run. You see them get a wave going. You see them lighten up the arena. You need someone to be that calming force. And Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they haven't been at this level before. So I need that calming presence. Someone who's going to sit there and say, hey, guys, we are okay. We have high character. Marcus Smart is close, but I think it's coach. So you're saying he's used to seeing Nia Long, so seeing Steph Curry is not going to shock him at all. I totally understand. That's a great, <laughs> great so take. All right, I got to bring in Fox Sports analyst, NBA analyst galore, Slick Rick Buker. Slick, Slick, what do you think of our list, big dog? Oh, I got issues. I've got issues. Ashley Sellis, I have fewer issues with you once again. But Acho, 
physical health. We could put that on both sides of this board. It's not exclusive to the Golden yeah, State yeah, stop, Warriors. Stop. Boston Celtics are Wait. beat up too. Let's not go with these kind of generalities. And I got real issue with your number one, Jordan Poole, because uh, if he's Look gonna be the pool. side chick, I don't even pool. know that he gets a date, to be honest with you, because Look Steve Kerr pool. is gonna go with his veterans and he's gonna go with his defensive guys so if you're counting on Jordan Poole to be the regular season Jordan Poole or the Jordan Poole that was against the Denver Nuggets, I don't know that he's going to get that opportunity. I would play put Clay Thompson out there. I like Thank your you. pick of Draymond Green. But the guy that you just keep sleeping on is Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins. Come on, That's so the dude trip. who outscored Poole in weak. the last series keep talking. and is the heart of your defense at this point, at least physically. Now, Celis, I'm going to go over to your side. Jalen Brown, we saw in the last series, his numbers are superfluous to winning. He scored mm. 40 and they lost. He scored 12 and they won. The two guys who are key to the Boston Celtics and for Jason Tatum to be Jason Tatum are Marcus Smart and Al Horford. Those are the two guys whose plus minus is uh, related directly to wins and losses when they played Miami. And I love your point about Udoka. Okay. Because he has to be that calming influence. But it's hard to be that from the sideline. You're going to need Marcus Smart and Al Horford to be that calming influence on the floor if the Celtics are going to Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all I heard is my list is better because you like two of my guys for sure. And then you didn't even have a real problem with my number three. He just don't like you. Why why you don't like Jordan Poole, Slick? I got to hear this one. Because he's doing this. It's not that I don't don't like him. It's that what I see the trend is he's playing less and less and Curve trusts him less and less. And you have he he is going to be targeted by the Boston Celtics. Mm. Unless he yeah. is just going off scoring wise, they are gonna target him defensively and they're gonna force Golden State uh, they're gonna take force Steve Kerr <laughs> to sit him down because he's given it up at Can't the, play the D, defensive boy. end every single possession. Every superhero needs a sidekick. Thank you, Slick, for the list. And every superhero needs a villain. That is also you, Slick, because, boy, you came in here with that evil. Coming up, (laughs) what is going on with Baker Mayfield and the Browns? Damn. We'll tell you who's to blame for the saga in Cleveland. Next on Speak for Yourself. It's the only dance I could do. Baker Mayfield is still in Cleveland. What? And it's raised a number of questions. The New York Post called the Browns stubborn for their plan for Baker and added trading for Deshaun Watson and giving him a record $230 million fully guaranteed. Quote, created this mess with Baker Mayfield. I right, who's to blame for the Baker Mayfield saga? Baker or the Browns? Browns, absolutely. And there's Ooh. truly no debate about this one. We can debate a lot of things on sports television, and hopefully we talk a little bit more KD, because I hear he's on a Twitter. I heard he in the hey. streets on Twitter. Um, but it's all about the Browns to blame, because the worst thing you can truly do to just about any individual, you can do to them personally and them have to deal with the side effects of it, hmm. Lie to him. Lie. Do a lot of things. But if you lie to me, that's about as bad as something that you can do. Mm. The Browns made the mistake, and the Browns put themselves in this situation with Baker when they lied to Mm. him. 
Remember, it was March 15th that Baker made his statement thanking the city of Cleveland. The love letter? Prematurely. Okay. Yes. Thank you all so much, Cleveland. Right. But then it was March 17th that Baker Mayfield requested a trade. And by March 18th, the Browns traded for Deshaun Watson. Mm. But Baker Mayfield did not start to act out, if you will, until the Browns lied to him. Mm. Baker was like, the Browns told me I was going to be their starter going forward. And next thing you know, they traded for Deshaun Watson. Mm. Andrew Barry, general manager of the Browns. He said, if there's one thing I regret, one thing I would go back and do differently, it would have been notifying Baker Mayfield that Deshaun Watson was trying to still meet with us late on Monday night, late into things. So even Andrew Barry, as a general manager, says, yo, I regret how I notified or my lack of notifying Baker Mayfield. This is all on the Cleveland Browns. Mm. You can, in theory, say that Baker Mayfield's to blame for not being all that good. But truth be told, Baker did a lot for Cleveland, particularly as a quarterback when you've seen all the other quarterbacks fail in Cleveland. This one, Sal, this one's on Cleveland. Oh, man, I think this is on Baker Mayfield. Uh, You know me, my favorite thing to do in conversation, I don't even want to say debate because I don't want to be antagonistic, uh, is to use your words, your logic, your rhetoric against you. You know who's the liar liar in this situation? And it is layered. That's why you heard both words. It's Baker Mayfield. You lied to me. We drafted a number one overall pick who was going to be a difference maker. Oh, you lied to me. You lied to me. You told me you're going to be a franchise quarterback. Oh, you lied to me. You told me you're going to be a leader. Oh, you lied to me. You told me you was going to take care of this franchise and that football. Boy, did you lie to me. You got the most giveaway since 2018. Baker Mayfield, everything we thought you were, wasn't the same in reality, or at least it wasn't reliable when we saw it. So guess what? If anybody's a liar, it's you who comes out there, wins six games, blames the coaches. Then all of a sudden you win six games and, oh, well, I'm a young quarterback. I'll figure it out. Then you win 11. See, I told you I figured it out. Then you lie. You go back to getting hurt and only winning six games. Baker Mayfield's in his predicament because with new information comes new responses, new results. And the new information was Baker Mayfield. You're not telling the truth about who you really are. You are something else than we wanted, something else than you were advertised to be, something else that we can't continue to go forward with confidence with. So as you know, there's always a situation where we're thinking upgrade. That's the fine print of any relationship. And you and I even had a candid conversation yesterday amongst many ear hustlers. I don't know. (laughs) God damn, y'all nosy. At my own house. I was like, go away. Here's the thing. Most people don't want to talk like that. The craziest thing about any relationship is the communication to go deeper into the emotional space, emotional content. What are your intentions? What are your desires? What will be the results from your actions? Baker Mayfield, the fine print of what you signed up for was you got to be good. And not only do you have to be good, you have to be reliable. And Baker Mayfield failed them in so many ways. They had to take in new information because they knew they wanted new results. So a lot of quarterbacks get benched. It's not an issue. No. A lot of quarterbacks play bad. It's not an issue. But when you lie to me 
It's an issue. Talk to me. Maybe I'll speak personally. You know this, me and your old coach, Chip Kelly, my old coach, Chip Kelly. I think Chip Kelly is one of the most brilliant minds in the game of football. I, I think Chip Kelly, particularly when he got into the NFL, he was a phenomenal innovator. I had no issue with Chip Kelly as a football mind, have no issue with Chip Kelly as an innovator. I had an issue with Chip Kelly once he lied to your boy. Mm. I had no issue, Sal, when Chip Kelly cut me for the fifth time. Chip Kelly cut me five times by the age of 25. Five of them. Now that means he kept re-signing me, but he cut me. Yeah, let's try the positive side of Chip Kelly. I'm I'm saying all of them. All right, there you go. Here's my issue. Here's why me and Mm. Chip got beef. Mm. And if I see him, it's love, but here's why me and Chip got beef. It was Tuesday of a game week. We were playing a game on that Thursday. We're playing the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving Day. It is November some date of 2015. I got Thanksgiving plans. I'm about to fly out to Orange County with Mark Sanchez after the Lions game. Sanchez was our quarterback Mm -hmm. at the time in Philadelphia, replacing Nick Foles. I believe it was Sanchez Mm -hmm. then. About to fly out to Philadelphia. It's all good. Let's go. I get a call. Got to come into Chip's office after practice on Tuesday. Yeah, no. You got to come to practice after 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 practice. Got to come to coach's office. You about to get cut. I know that. I know that. I know they told is. you. Yeah, I know you know what it is, big dog. Yeah, you you got to get cut. I'd already been cut so many times. I knew what it was. Damn. So unlike usual, I didn't go into his office, you know, tears in my eyes. I didn't go into his office fearful of my future. I went to his office. Very matter of fact. Hey, Acho, um, you know, we got to release you. We got to bring in, uh, we got to elevate a guy from our practice squad to our active roster. Turns out the New England Patriots were trying to poach one of our receivers. And instead of letting them poach a practice squad receiver cell, we elevated him to the active roster. Hey, Acho, we got to cut you. I'm grown at this point in time. Been in the league for four years. Just ask a very matter-of-fact question. Let's go. Ask him this question. Are you going to bring me back? It's all that matters at this point. I ain't tripping and you cutting me. You got to cut me. Mm. You going to bring me back? He says this. Yeah, just consider this a long weekend. You know, go enjoy Thanksgiving early. <laughs> consider this a long weekend. We'll bring you back right after the game on, on probably Sunday, Monday at the latest. Mm. Ask him again. Mm. Is there any chance mm. you don't bring me back? Again, it's my fourth year in the league. I've been cut four times at this point, so I don't really care about all the scares, all the end. Now I'm just asking you very matter-of-fact questions. I need to figure out, am I still living in Philly? Do I need to sell my place? Like all the things. Yeah, yeah. Is there any chance you're not going to bring me back? No, I mean, barring some sort of outlandish, crazy injuries, mm. you're going to be back here on this roster. Mm. I watched the game. It's Thursday night, Thanksgiving. <laughs> Ain't no injuries. <laughs> I watched the game. It was Thursday. Didn't nobody else get hurt. Mm. I waited for my phone to ring. Mm. Waited for my phone to ring. You looking at it? I waited for my phone to ring. You had a star attack. What year is this? He still ain't called me back. Hell. <laughs> and that was in 2015. <laughs> it's 2022. Uh, the only reason I had an issue, not because you cut me, not because you had to release me, not because you had to make a better decision at the time, it's because you lied to me. Mm. Baker Mayfield only took issue once the Browns lied to him. Benching him makes sense. Mm. He didn't play great. If we're being really real, they low-key benched him in the middle of the season. Baker Mayfield could have toughed it out, mm. but hey, Case Keenum, let's go ahead and see what you want to do. So benching Baker's <laughs> not an issue. You want to trade Baker? Not a big issue. That happens. But once you lie to another grown human, I'm not going to say grown man because <laughs> lying ain't got nothing to do with sex say and that. sexual orientation. Yeah. Once you lie to another grown yeah. human, mm. that is when you have issues. Mm. I can only speak specifically within sports. I think Chip's a brilliant mind. I just got issue because he lied to me. Say and it. if Baker Mayfield is say anything it. like me as it pertains to being a player and a mentality of trying to stay in the league, once you lie to him, now we got beef. Oh, man. Let me just get you boxed in real quick. Box me in. Is Chip 
Kelly a liar? Otto? Yes. Oh! Okay. Back to you, <laughs> Bob. Okay. <laughs> oh, man, I got a song for you. Otto got cut on a Tuesday. <laughs> Let me leave you alone. Boy, I, boy, 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 in this world, I've learned so much. I've learned so much. And you know one thing I've noticed about people? They hate it when they get upgraded. And people hate this. But let me tell you, unless you're in the most committed of situations, and let me whisper to this, even those, they always on pursuit for what's next and what's better, even if it's not going to be better. Don't hate it. You got to upgrade it. Acho, are there guaranteed contracts in the NFL? Nope. Just one. <laughs> you ain't never lied. <laughs> the sound like, shut up, fool. <laughs> yes, there are. Okay, there's that one. Um, Baker Mayfield. Is Deshaun Watson to upgrade to you? Of course. Oh, oh, good. So, Baker, you're not going to fight this one because you were 22nd ranked or worse in these major categories, passer rating, yards per game, completion percentage, passing touchdowns, just the most important four categories. 22nd or worse. Where Deshaun Watson's top 10 if you hate him, top five if you like him, even higher than that, maybe top three if you're really riding with him. Here's the thing. That's you, Acho. Not me this time. Yeah, one for one. All right, here we go. <laughs> I remember that. Um, why is Baker Mayfield saying they lied to him? Because they what, did. No. What they didn't tell him was the truth every single step of the way. That's a lie. No, it's not. Because sometimes you don't know the oh, next Lord, step. I couldn't be Anna Marie. Do you know? If this is how you function. I ain't lied to you, baby. I, I just didn't tell you the truth every step of the way. I mean, I, mean, I just didn't tell you okay, once you kissed I give you, me, baby. I, 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 didn't tell, I mean, I told you everything else. <laughs> I didn't tell you. You know, Why everything got to be so negative? Let me uh, give you the pot. You came uh, over my house yesterday. First of all, euphoria exhibited, damn it. We love each other. Here's the thing, though. There are times I've lied to my wife. For good reason. Here's one. It's 3.05 p.m. She knows at that time I am in the car. Both, both my kids are in the car seats. It's time to push it home. What you doing, baby? Oh, nothing. Oh, man, it's an accident over here on the corner. Why am I saying that, making up a lie? It's because I'm going to stop to get her some roses. I'm stopping to get her some chocolates. And I know that that delay is going to be noticed unless I tell her there's a delay on the way. But I am not keeping her abreast of every step I'm making truthfully because I'm trying to upgrade our experience. I love this Now, all I want you to understand is I gave you something positive. Baker, in the game of football, where every rep you take, when you're a first-string quarterback, you throw a pass, you know what they say? Okay, good job. And then guess what? Someone behind you throws a pass. And guess what they say? Good job. And then coach does this. He always looking for the upgrade, big dog. Now you mad that it happened in reality? No, Boy, I'm stop. mad at the lie. I love your example, though I saw no roses at your house yesterday, and I would have noticed if you was out here just picking up roses for the wifey. I didn't see no roses. It's been a while. I'm mad at the what? lie to Baker's detriment. Mm. If you want to lie to Baker's help, sure. Okay. But don't lie to somebody else's okay. detriment. But furthermore, I'm really just upset, Sal, because... This whole situation went awry with the lie. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. <laughs> you boy. You the, whole, the whole situation, it all went awry with the lie. Yeah. Outside of the lie, Browns would be all right. Yeah. Baker would be all right. Yeah. Everything would be cool. Yeah. My special teams coach, last story and I'm done. Yeah, yeah. Philadelphia. I got one. Dave Phipp. I believe he's a special teams coach for the Detroit Lions now. Love Dave Phipp. Now, I too was cut while Dave Phipp was a coach. Mm. But I vividly remember first day of training camp. 2013, Dave Phipps sees me walking in the halls. Acho, let me talk to you for a second. Yes, sir. 
Mosley on over the special teams coach's office. He says this, so never forget. He says, you have your work cut out for you to make this team. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you. As it stands right now, you're not going to make this team. Ooh, that's real. But remember, if you ball out, even if you don't make this team, you can make a team. A team, team. yeah. Just be real with me. I forever respect Dave Fipp. I'll probably hit him during commercial break. I forever respect Dave Fipp because at a minimum, he was like, I'm going to be honest, you probably going to get cut. But mm. if you ball, even if you get cut here, you'll make a team elsewhere. Conversely, it was the last day of training camp that same year. Again, our head coach, phenomenal innovator, Chip Kelly, but he's coming from college, so he's not used to cutting people. Now, remember, in training camp, you're given team-issued sweats. I'm saying remember for y'all at home. Cell obviously knows this. Team-issued sweats. Black hoodie, black sweatpants. Mm. Every now and then, you'll get team-issued mm. kicks. After the final preseason game, we got 75 people on our roster. Mm. You have to cut the roster down from 75 to 53. Chip goes to the front of the room. Fellas. Make sure you uh, turn all your sweats in so we can wash them for you. Get them right back out to you. Want to make sure you got your sweats nice and clean going into the weekend. Crispy. I've been in the league three years going on four at this point. Damn sweats. Ain't not giving you sweats back. giving them sweats back. Turn your sweats in so the cast that get cut, (laughs) we we can keep your sweats. We got your sweats. If you on the team still, you're going to get your sweats back. I'm sitting there still because I'm just like, don't lie to us. We all grown. Hey, man. 23 of y'all, 22 of y'all are going to get cut. Yeah. Thanks for your services. Hopefully y'all make a team elsewhere. You're not going to make this team. I can take the bad news. Mm. I just can't take the wrong and the lying news. Well, you took both. You you learned to take it. I mean, you're going to take that medicine. Here's the thing about you want them to give it to you real. This is a real life lesson, so I'm sorry we're going a little longer on this one. I always look at in big business, corporate America, whatever it is, big business, NFL, corporate America here, whatever. I look at them keeping it real as a bonus, not an expectation. I think that's where we differ. Why? I learned this the hard way. When I was on top of the mountain as a San Diego Charger, I was winning in life. And I remember my D-line coach in my exit interview, he said, Marcellus, hey, the numbers went down this year, but people don't watch what we watch. You were getting doubled and triple teamed every play. Hyperbole. But still, it was happening a lot more than it was in years past. We had lost our D tackle, John Perella, no junior Seau, no Rodney Harrison. They're like, Marcellus over there, let's go get him. I wasn't playing as well, but they also was making sure I didn't play as well. That was the rub. He says, you're good. He said, this offseason work on ABC, but you're good. You know the next time I heard from the San Diego Chargers? I didn't. I just read my name on the bottle. Defensive end, Marcellus Wiley, released. And that moment, I realized that when they keep it real, oh, it's a bonus. You, you think it is an expectation. Coming up, Steph Curry has never won the finals MVP award. Turn in your sweats. We'll tell you <laughs> if he should feel any pressure to get that hardware. Next, don't speak for yourself. Hell no, I ain't turning in my sweats when you look at me. Steph Curry is a three-time NBA champ, but he has never won the finals MVP award. Now, Steph was asked yesterday, about the difference between being in the finals now compared to his first trip back in 2015. And said he feels, quote, more of a pressure and a weight and an expectation to get it done. Slick Rick back with us. But Sal, should Steph feel pressure, particularly to win an MVP award? 
Oh, no, he shouldn't at all. Uh, what's going to get Steph Curry to the highest point in terms of how he's regarded and legacy? What got him here is going to get him there. And it wasn't winning the finals MVP that got him here. It was the fact that he was a multiple-time champion. Steph Curry is sitting there right now with three rings, selflessly Three rings where he's allowed others to shine in moments that he needed to shine if he was going to be selfish. But Steph Curry has come to that realization. At least that's what Acho tries to tell me all the time. I respect that side. I respect that opinion. But if you're Steph Curry, don't lane switch now. Oh, no, you too close to the end in terms of how highly you will be regarded as one of the all-time greats. And winning the finals MVP may come at a cost to Steph Curry in terms of mindset and approach to game. We all know Steph Curry came into these playoffs injured. Imagine if your mindset in that series, if they gave out uh, MVP for the opening round series, was I got to be the MVP. Do you come off the bench like Steph Curry did? Do you allow Jordan Poole to shine like you did? See, the incentives shape behavior in life and obviously in sports. So I don't want the incentive of Steph Curry trying to be a finals MVP to shape his behavior, which has been, hmm. I am a multiple three-time champion. So you got to pick which lane you're going to be, Steph Curry, because the lane switching at the end may end up in disaster. That's a great point, Sellis. And in most cases, I would say you have nothing to worry about because he shouldn't, he shouldn't feel pressure to win finals MVP. But he can't help but mm. feel the mm. pressure of winning a finals MVP. I've had conversations with Steph about awards and about being named All-NBA first team and winning regular season MVP and what it means. And he understands that, first of all, the media are voting and the media voting doesn't always replicate what the players feel. And what's most important to him is what his peers feel about who is the best, who is mm. all NBA first team, who is the season's MVP, etc. But we're to a point now where he also understands mm. that for him, and his point was, I may not win finals MVP, or I may not win MVP, uh, media may not give it to me, I just want to be in the conversation. I understand that there are narratives and it's political and the media doesn't always have the same view as players do, but I just want to be in the conversation. Well, this is the rub now when it comes to finals MVP, because it's the one thing that's holding him back from being in that conversation. You guys have done it on the show. We've talked about it, how that is the one missing piece and what winning another championship and finals MVP would do for Steph Curry in his standing among the all-time greats, how it would elevate him from being in the conversation of one group versus being in the conversation of even a smaller group. So I don't know that he get that 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 he goes into it thinking that way, but he can't help but be mm. conscious of it and know that it's lying out there and knowing what it could potentially do for him if he finally crossed that off his bucket list. This is why we do the best show on television. Hey. Because we have layers, we have nuance, we have phenomenal perspective. Slick Rick, I think that was phenomenal. Cell, I think what you said was phenomenal. I am simply going to add to what you all said. Um, Steph will feel some pressure because subconsciously he has to feel pressure. 
You don't often do things for accolades, but once you realize you can get an accolade for doing it, all of a sudden you hmm. want that accolade. Hmm. Personalizing it. Sal, you know me. You met me in the height of uncomfortable conversations with the black man, the show I started, the show I produced. I didn't do that to win an award, didn't do that to win an Emmy. I was just kind of doing it. Hmm. Then all of a sudden, my publicist was like, hey, do you want me to nominate you for the Emmys? Sure, go ahead. Hey, you're Emmy nominated. Well, now I want to win. <laughs> like, uh, back in June 1st of 2020, yep. when I started it in the wake of a tragedy, it wasn't thinking, oh, I can win an award for this. But a year later, now that I'm both nominated and one of five people, well, heck, now I want to win it. I'm here now. Mm -hmm. Might as well win. Mm -hmm. Steph Curry, mm -hmm. I don't think, was believing he was going to be an all-time great. Nah, I mean, he was coming in out of Davidson, and most people thought he was never going to be a starter. Look at his scouting report. He was too slow and lacked the ability to play defense in the NBA. He wasn't going to be a starter. But now that Steph looks up at the age of 33, he's like, yo, I'm in a conversation for being an all-time great, and it's going to take a finals MVP? I want to win it now. Mm. I'm with you, Slick Rick. I think Steph Curry yeah. probably feels like Kobe did in 04 when they were facing the Pistons. Shaq had won three finals MVPs. Kobe had won none. Kobe realized to some degree, yeah, I want a chip, but gosh, a finals MVP would be nice. Now, they are completely different humans, as we know, RIP to the late Kobe Bryant, so their mentalities will not be identical. But I do think there's a little bit of that subconscious desire, Slick. Hmm. My final yeah. thought is there's pressure because Steph wants to make it clear. Steph should have won... The MVP in 2015, they gave it to Iggy because Steph didn't make it clear. Iggy comes in, Warriors win three straight, goes to Iggy. Uh, Slick, you'll remember this more than probably anybody in the world. Steph was the favorite to win the finals MVP through two games in 2017, y'all. Like, y'all forget. Hmm. Steph was the favorite. He was averaging 30 points a game. KD was, in fact, averaging 35, but we remembered Woo. Steph kind of deserved it from 2015. So if it was a toss-up, it's going to Steph. Mm. But then came game three. Warriors go on 11-0 run with the final two minutes, 32 seconds remaining. Warriors are trailing by six. Kevin Durant with 45 seconds hits a dagger three. Yeah. All of a sudden, that six-point deficit turns into a five-point win, 118 to 113. And Slick Rick, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. Mm. That was the moment in mm. which we said Kevin Durant yep. is winning the finals yep. MVP. That yep. part. So yep. Steph has yep. pressure. KD, KD beat LeBron. In that moment. Bingo. And as a result, yeah, yeah. he won the series. He's the finals MVP, without question. Bingo. And there's, there, there are moments like that, and we haven't seen those moments from Steph Curry in those finals. Not, not to that level. The one that we remember is Kyrie Irving having that moment mm -hmm. over Steph Curry, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, that said, and we've already had proof of this earlier this year. Steph Curry had the opportunity to become the all-time three-point scorer. And he knew what was attached to that. Huh. You are the best shooter in all the land. And he felt and talked about the pressure that he felt to get that done, to get there, and how it was mounting, and how fatigued he was after the fact. So we know that he's conscious and aware of these things. He does it within the context of the team, but he's nonetheless aware of them. But here is the truest, and I'm going to throw this out to you guys. I want you just to imagine. Imagine if the Warriors win another championship and Steph Curry is not the finals MVP what that does to the conversation about Steph Curry as an all-time great 
That is why I believe whether he's conscious of it, whether it's intentional, he feels that pressure. Man, I don't know if I'm going to get back here. I already know what the the narrative is. Mm. I need to get one of these, and I need to get it now. Man, he shouldn't feel pressure. Tremendous points, y'all. Y'all putting pressure on me to defend my stance, but don't feel this pressure. I would applaud Steph Curry if he wins another championship, not a finals MVP, because that zebra didn't change his stripes. That's who Steph Curry is. He let somebody else go out there because that means you're the greatest elevator maybe in NBA history. You sharing all of this in success. Like a lot of times you can share and then in failure, we're going to light you up. I give it. Let me give it to you. Sell it. What? You don't believe me? You don't believe me? That that sounds good. Oh, no. It no. hadn't worked. The, it hasn't worked no. three times. Tried, now you're saying it's going to work the fourth? Exactly. It's going to flip everything on his head? I, I give it to dead. you. I give Zealous. it to you. Acho two times proving my point right here. Let me get to the first one. Acho <laughs> came to my house yesterday for the first time. Yeah, welcome to the Zamunda. We way out. Uh, first time he get there, he get there like he walked. He like, damn, dog, you live far out. I'm like, the car, the car did the work. What you complaining about? Anyway, I understand <laughs> what Steph Curry may be feeling and Acho's going to help me with this point. Imagine you walk into my house like Acho did yesterday. Every room was decorated, but we had to go outside because we grilling and chilling. Right now, my cabanas, my pergolas, they ain't up. And I live in the heat, y'all. So it was 82 degrees, but where I live, you add a digit. It was hot, hot, and it was no shade to be found. So I understand feeling the heat, Steph Curry. And Acho pointed out, Hey, dog, you know, what you doing back here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Where this at? And I understand Steph Curry could feel that heat like we felt it physically yesterday, Acho. But Acho, here's how you make my point. I didn't meet you when you were doing uncomfortable conversations. Nah, nah. I met you before television. You remember? I met you before you were doing TV or maybe the Big 13 Network. I don't know what you were doing. But Acho, it wasn't in that moment. You don't got Hollywood, dog. Now you think I met you at the height of your powers. I was there ground floor, big dog, before the production. But you know what I know about you, Acho? What I know about Steph Curry? What got you there will get you there. Right? What got you there will get you there. And that's how we broke bread from hello. Steph Curry, don't change your hello. Because some of these lovers or haters, they ain't going to end up saying goodbye. Damn, we deep. Coming up, one of the best players of all time is dropping hints that he could call it a career. What? We tell you if Aaron Donald would actually retire next on Speak for Yourself. Outro Hollywood, y'all. Sell us. You Aaron Donald and his Rams won the Super Bowl a few months ago, but... The three-time defensive player of the year is dropping retirement hints. Donald's looking for a new deal, but he recently said on Brandon Marshall's I Am Athlete podcast that he does not need to play football to be fine. And, quote, if I can win another one, that's great. But if not, I'm at peace. Hmm. Acho, you think Aaron Donald would actually retire, man? I do, Sal. Um, Aaron Donald, I believe, would retire because he's accomplished everything that he needs to accomplish. And truth be told, here's the actual more illuminating thought is retirement would be greater for Aaron Donald's legacy than continuing to play. Ooh, we there, huh? Those that retire too soon always live on greater in legacy form. And not even those that retire too soon. Those whose careers either intentionally intentionally, unintentionally, or tragically, and too soon. Those are the ones that who live on greatest in legacy form. Mm. Think Barry Sanders. When you want to talk about legacy as a running back, 
Barry Sanders has the greatest legacy. Mm. What if he would have kept playing? What if? What if he would have been behind the Cowboys' offensive line? Now, we don't think about the fact that maybe he wouldn't hit the hole as fast as Emmitt Smith because he has a greater propensity to dance than Emmitt Smith because he has a greater ability than Emmitt Smith. So if he played behind the Cowboys' offensive line, maybe he wouldn't have done as much. But Mm. instead, we just go, what if? Mm. Calvin Johnson, Mm. who what if he would have kept playing? Who knows? He might have had a, uh, uh, one of the most uh, unmemorable drops in a Super Bowl if he would have kept. But we never know. Mm. Think about the hip-hop game. So many of our favorite rappers, if you ask who's your favorite rapper of all time, those at the top of the list typically are those whose careers, whose lives were taken or ended too early. So Aaron Donald, I actually think he could retire because he's already been a three-time defensive player of the year. Only him, J.J. Watt, Lawrence Taylor. Only defensive tackle to have 20 sacks since the stat became a stat in 1982. Won a Super Bowl, seven-time All-Pro, eight-time Pro Pro Bowler. So I think Aaron Donald would be content retiring, and it actually wouldn't even be a detriment to his legacy. Man, man, man. He ain't going nowhere. (sighs) I hate to do this to Aaron Donald because I truly respect him and the family. Shout out to him and the wife, the homie, Erica. But there we go. He's not retiring. I hate... I hate when I see your card that you about to play. I don't know how to count cards, but sometimes you get into a position where you're like, I know what they got to play. And they play it, you're like, oh. And you know the card he has to play right now? That I'm going to retire. It's the threat. It's too short saying this is my last album, y'all. He said that 20 albums ago. Why? Because he wanted a new deal. And I get it. Let me tell you what retirement looks like. This is what retirement looks like. And it only happens two ways. You either go quietly away because nobody wants your ass or you want a farewell tour. Make some noise. I'm about to retire next year. Give me my love. I want my couches, my golf clubs everywhere I go, whatever. That's it. Aaron Donald, before the Super Bowl, somehow, some way we hear he may retire. Boy, stop. I see that card you're about to play. Now, before camp, here we go again. We had a little dull period, right? A little low. I'm running it back with his shirt. Damn, he was joking. Shirt off, pounding him. I'm running it back. Now, son, that ain't work. I got to retire again. Dog, this is the only car left. You told me you know how to count cars. You should see this one coming. He just want his money. Why? <clears throat> He's in the conversation for being the greatest defensive player all time. Certainly greatest defensive lineman all time. But look at J.J. Watt in 11 years and... Reggie White in 15 years and Bruce Smith in 19 years. Aaron Donald right now doesn't even have 100 sacks. And it's amazing he's even in that conversation without even having 100 sacks. You think he's going to stop short right now? Only reason he will stop short is to play that card to keep the game going. Coming up, Kevin Durant is on social media again. Uh Uh-oh. Find out what he thinks about Draymond Green's theory on Steph Curry. That's next. Slim Reaper time on Speak for Yourself. Draymond Green gave a reason why he thinks Steph Curry did not win the NBA Finals MVP award while Kevin Durant was a warrior, saying, quote, Kevin Durant was absolutely incredible in those finals runs. Steph Curry got double teamed probably seven times the amount that KD did in a given series. So when you watch those games and you say, ah, Steph's numbers could be a little down, he's facing a double team. KD responded, tweeting, from my view of it, this is 100% false. So, Acho, who benefited more from KD joining the Warriors, KD or the Warriors? Well, first off, it was Kevin Durant, but I'll respect Kevin Durant for illuminating our minds because we can get so one-track minded that we forgot both parties got to eat when KD joined the Warriors. Mm. KD obviously got to eat, but the Warriors got to eat too because they won two chips and one to three. 
KD benefited more for this very simple reason. The Warriors won before KD. Mm. And the mm. Warriors are in the mm. finals again with an opportunity to win and are favored to win again without KD. Yeah. So KD needed the Warriors to do something. Uh. The Warriors did not need KD to do something. Ooh. So if you want to talk about who benefited more, then you have to talk about who needed the benefit most. Mm. The Warriors are champions without Kevin Durant and are in a championship again without Kevin Durant. But Kevin Durant became a champion with the Warriors, mm. including a two-time finals MVP. So respect to Kevin Durant for checking the masses because we do act as if Kevin Durant was the only beneficiary when there were two beneficiaries. However, KD needed the Warriors to win a chip. Yeah. The Warriors did not need Kevin Durant to win a chip. Wow. Wow. I'm on the other side with this one, man. The Warriors benefited more than Kevin Durant. Let's talk about it. Um, I want to sequester the jury, and I'll show you're out of my jury pool. Why? Because that doesn't count what happened before Kevin Durant got there, and this doesn't count since Kevin Durant's not there. We're only talking about who benefited when they were together. So you're already out of my jury pool. That's okay, dog. You ain't got to stay here for two weeks and not watch television. But you know what? You're still here. Let's talk through this. Okay. Woo! The Warriors had won 73 games better than the Bulls in the regular season. They were on the line to be in the greatest NBA team in NBA history. They had a unanimous MVP. And what did they get for it, Acho? Tell them. Tell them. Nah. And then all of a sudden they said, let's go get this one player. And you know from that point on, the next year they went 16-1 and one in the postseason. Won a chip. Next year, win a chip. Next year, about to win a chip again. He gets hurt. Seth Curry's still there. And couldn't finish the deal. They lose. He departs. Who benefited more? You went from here in expectation and realization, 73 wins, unanimous MVP, and donut. Then this dude comes and y'all can't be touched. Come on, man. I understand how it doesn't always add up because we got it before you. We may get it again after you. But together, oh, we know KD was a difference maker. Together, they were absolutely better. But, Sal, if you want to talk about benefited more, it's all about, like, what was I capable of doing by myself? Okay. You feel like? Yeah, and yeah. in partnership, it's all, what about was I capable of doing by myself? I like. KD by himself was not capable of winning a chip. Keep in mind, mm. KD was up 3-1 on the same Warriors team he joined and lost. and lost. What were the Warriors capable of doing by themselves without Kevin Durant winning a chip and being back in another chip? So when it comes to who benefited more, we know this much. <laughs> they both benefited, but I got to go with the Warriors. And we're going to talk about this tomorrow and the day after and the day after. <laughs> Coming up, the NFL season is 100 days away, so there's no better time to tell you our favorite offseason storyline. That's next on Speak for Yourself. Okay, Dave. Okay. The NFL offseason was filled with headlines like Deshaun Watson to the Browns, Russell Wilson to the Broncos. The new season kicks off in 100 days, so that got us thinking about the wild last few months. Acho, what's your favorite story from this offseason? Favorite story got to be Russell Wilson to Denver. You like period. that? Um, because Russell Wilson and Seattle were a match made in seeming heaven. Mm. Nine straight winning seasons. Russell Wilson, you show up, you steal a job that was not yours because you were a third-round pick 
people slept on you. You go to the Super Bowl, you win a Super Bowl. You go to a Super Bowl, you lose a Super Bowl. You are forever a Seahawk, the most famous Seattle Seahawk, the most important Seattle Seahawk in the history of the Seahawks. And then you leave to join the Denver Broncos. That's my favorite story. Oh, mine is right here down the street. Los Angeles Chargers have not been to the playoffs. They got a number one defensive coordinator who's now a head coach. They got the best young quarterback in the game. And now they got a whole defense. I mean, a whole defense from the front end to the back end to watch this maturation right before our very eyes. Right down the street at SoFi, season ticket holder. That's it for me. That's it for us, too. Fox Bed Live is next.